Good morning. It is good to be here. Man, you don't know how good it is to be here. Um, have you ever um, experienced a, a time when, when things weren't looking very good and it was hard to find a little bit of hope? Uh, this morning, the, the scripture we're going to read, uh, you've heard a little bit of it this, uh, already this morning, but we're going to study it. But I want to give you an image to a... Just to imagine during the, the, um, during the message, and uh, I always knew that my procrastination would come to be a positive thing at some point in my life, um, and a few years ago, golly, it's been a long time ago now, um, uh, Rod and I hadn't been in our house very long, and, and we bought some shrubs. And the place that we bought the shrubs from guaranteed them for a year. So if they were dead within a year, they'd replace them. And we had one man, it was dead. I mean, if you think about, if you can imagine a small shrub with just a little bit of a stump and maybe just a little growth, that's actually not it. I don't have a, a picture of it. But that's kind of what it looked like. Just, just a little shoot coming up from something dead is what it looked like. So being who I am, I didn't take it back. I waited. And I waited. Rhonda may have asked me a couple times, are you going to dig that up and take it back? And I'm like, I kind of like it. <laughs> so when I finally decided I was going to dig it up and take it back, I went and found out that it had been over a year. So I couldn't return it. So I left it. I left it. Again, just pretty much a small stob or root with a green shoot. How would you like to see that thing right there? How would you like to see it today? Can you imagine what it looks like? Some people say it's probably dead. Now it looked dead before, but here it is today. That's the same shrub that is taller than, well, it's almost up to the roof line. It's got a very unique shape, kind of in the middle. It's kind of shaped like me, actually, except in the middle I'm bigger. <laughs> but, uh, but from that stump with just one shoot, that's been a little over 20 years, but that's what it looks like today. I almost threw that thing away. Again, I knew by being procrastinating it would finally produce something positive. And that shrub, I'm proud of it. I love it. It's one of my favorite plants that I've ever seen because it gives me hope. It gives me hope when I'm down and, and I think there is no hope. And maybe there's just a little bit of movement in my life that I know what God can do. With a stump that's got just a little growth on it. He can make it into a wonderful, magnificent thing. Matter of fact, a lot of the life that's in my yard comes from that tree. There's bird nests in there. Probably the most birds in our yard actually nest in that tree. And I've got proof. I've got a, actually got an outside camera 
that when it kicks off, more than likely, it's either Rod has ordered something from Amazon and they're delivering it, or, or there's a bird that just flew in front of the camera. And both those things happen about every day. True? <laughs> but anyway, that's the kind of the image I want you to have in your mind, when I read this scripture again, then we take a few minutes to study the scripture. One of the things about a concussion, if I start really just going on and on and on, tell me to be quiet because that time means nothing to me right now. I don't even know when yesterday was. Somebody said tomorrow I've got to go to work. So please calm me down. I, I, I'm kidding. I won't be that long. I promise. I hope. But I'm going to read the scripture that... Um, I'm going to read the first ten verses of Isaiah 11 that you've heard parts of in song and parts of in liturgy as we celebrate our Advent wreath. So I'm going to read the first ten verses of this 11th chapter. It says, A shoot shall come out from the stump of Jesse, and a branch shall grow out of his roots. The Spirit of the Lord shall rest on him, the Spirit of wisdom and understanding. The spirit of counsel and might, the spirit of knowledge and the fear of the Lord. His delight shall be in the fear of the Lord. He shall not judge by what his eyes see or decide by what his ears hear. But with righteousness, he shall judge the poor and decide with equity for the, for the meek of the earth. He shall strike the earth with the rod of his mouth. And with the breath of his lips, he shall kill the wicked. Righteousness shall be the belt around his waist, and faithfulness the belt around his loins. The wolf shall live with the lamb. The leopard shall lie down with the kid, the calf and the lamb, and the faulting together. And a little child shall lead them. The cow and the bear shall graze. Their young shall lie down together. The lion shall eat straw like the ox. The nursing child shall play over the hole of an asp. And the weaned child shall put in his hand on the adder's den. They will not hurt or destroy. On all my holy mountains, for the earth will be full of the knowledge of the Lord, as the waters cover the sea. On that day, the root of Jesse shall stand as a signal on the people's the nations shall inquire of him, and his dwelling shall be glorious. And this is the word of God for us, the people of God. Thanks be to God. Let me pray. Heavenly Father, again, just thank you so much for, uh, for this Advent season, Lord. Just thank you for the, the promise of hope, peace, joy, and love, Lord, that we can find through, through your Son, Jesus Christ. Lord, I just pray that as we study the scripture, Lord, that your words flow through me. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. All right. Man. A future filled with hope. A future filled with hope. You see, we live in a world, we live in a world that things are not always all right. They're not always okay. We see despair. We live in a world where people are hungry. We live in a world where people are hurting. 
We live in a world where children don't know where they may sleep the next night. We live in a world where children may not know if their parents are coming home. We live in a world where people may not know where they're getting their next meal. You're going to ask me, I thought you were going to talk about hope and peace and love. I am. You see, because in spite of all of this, you see, because of what Christ has done when he came and what he's doing now in our lives, we have this hope. We have this love. But I want to give you a little bit of historical background on the scripture. When these words were written, these words of hope were written, things didn't look good. Times were tough. Things, it was really, for the people of God, for the people of Judah, it was really despair. The mighty army of the Assyrians were totally annihilating them. Totally annihilating them. And Isaiah pins these words as this is going on. He offers us this hope that the Lord is going to give us through the stump of Jesse. Of course, Jesse is the father of David. And the stump represents the people of God in despair, the people of God being destroyed, being annihilated by the Assyrians. Again, it was like looking at that stump with just a little bit of growth on it. It's what people could see around them. But because of words that came from our father, the writer could share the hope and the love says, but the Lord declares that from this stump there shall spring new life. You see, the great King David's royal line would not be extinguished. It would not go away. From where it looked like it was in despair, it was going to grow. It was going to grow. You see, because the hope didn't come from what Isaiah could see around him. The hope came from knowing that his Lord was going to send the Messiah. He was going to produce a king. And this Messiah was going to come to earth. And he did just that. He sent Jesus Christ. He sent Jesus Christ, who's the Prince of Peace. The Prince of Peace. Can you imagine in total despair you're thinking of peace? That's what he's writing about. See, the entire world should be transformed through this king. And it all sprung from the root of Jesse. From the root of a stump with very little life left on it. The first verse I read says, A shoot shall come out from the stump of Jesse. You see, we're given a clear indication that Jesus will be coming. Again, in this scripture, when he's right, he didn't know how long, but he could see the hope. He could see the hope. And then, 
Isaiah goes on to describe the spirit that's going to be within the Lord. The spirit of the Lord. And the spirit of the Lord shall rest upon him. The spirit of wisdom. The spirit of understanding. The spirit of counsel. The spirit of might. The spirit of knowledge. And the spirit of the fear of the Lord. See, this verse refers to the Holy Spirit. It refers to Christ coming as the Messiah, but the Holy Spirit that dwells within him and the Holy Spirit that he's going to share with each one of us is what Isaiah is writing about. The third verse goes on to tell us that the Messiah is going to have quick understanding. It says he's not going to judge by what he sees or hears, but through his divine understanding. That tells us in this chapter that he's going to come He's going to come as a human being, but he's going to have the understanding of God. It tells us right here that he's going to be a man, but also be divine. And he will give us judgment and understanding because he knows our hearts. He knows the hearts of each one of us. See, Jesus sits on the throne today. And he's the first king in the history of all eternity that has the advantage of knowing all of our hearts. He knows everything about us. He created us. You see, he reigns, and he reigns today. Righteousness will speak of his moral standard. Faithfulness will speak. His integrity You see, righteousness and faithfulness shall make him active and strong in executing the great work which he's come to do. Again, Isaiah's writing about hope. He's writing about peace when there's none to be found because he can see beyond what's surrounding him. He can actually see what God's promising. And he's promising salvation to the world. See, Isaiah describes what the Messiah's kingdom will look like. It'll be complete peace, complete harmony. Dangerous animals will be lying down with each other. Our enemies, our enemies will be living in peace. Not because of anything that we do. Not because of anything that any human being can do. No matter what office they hold. Or where they live. We have this hope not because of a human being. We have this hope because of a risen Savior. We have this hope because of the King of Kings that Isaiah is writing about right here in this scripture. That's where this hope and peace is coming from. Again, if we look around us, we can see a lot of despair. We don't have to go too far to see people hungry. We don't have to go very far at all. We don't have to go very far to see people in despair. To see hurting people. We may be hurting ourselves. But when we look at the scripture, we know... ...that the Messiah is here... He reigns. 
He's on that holy mountain. He's in the dwelling place. And he reigns today. We just need to put our faith there. We need to put our faith. We need to put our faith in things that we can't see. We need to put our faith in a Savior who a lot of people were looking to come and save them from their situation, but he came to save them from eternity filled with grief. People were looking for a physical Savior. Praise the Lord, God sent us a spiritual Savior. He sent us a Savior that could do the things that we can't do on our own. When I talk about this righteousness, and I talk about this perfect way of living, this perfect way of looking at life, that doesn't come from any individual who's human. It comes from our God. It comes from a relationship with Jesus Christ. You see, in the midst of destruction, Isaiah could see hope. Isaiah kept trusting in the promise of the Lord. Where's your hope? Where's your hope? Is your hope in Christ? When I was talking about the Advent wreath with the children earlier, I said that, you know, if you look at the circle around and you look at those candles and they represent love, hope, joy, and peace, we should be experiencing those things every day of our life. So what those four candles mean. But unless Christ is in the center, it's hard to see those things. If Christ is not the center of your life, if Christ is not the center of your life, it's hard to see hope. It's hard to see love. It's hard to see peace. And it's hard to see joy. But when we place Him in His rightful place, and we're worshiping Him, the others fall into place. And again, they're eternal, so it doesn't matter where we start. They should all be in our lives every day that we live. Where's your hope? Where's your love? Where does your peace come from? And your joy? You see, the Heavenly Father sent us a Savior. And the Savior has the Spirit of the Lord. He has the Spirit of Wisdom. The spirit of understanding. The spirit of counsel. The spirit of strength and might. He has the spirit of knowledge. And he has the spirit of fear of respect for the Lord. Those are the things that we should be living in our lives. That's what we should be uh, trying to emulate in our lives today. Is we should have the spirit of the Lord within us. And if we rely on the spirit of the Lord, we rely on the spirit that only comes through a relationship with Jesus Christ. We can experience love peace, joy, and hope like we've never seen before. Again, where's your hope? Where's your peace? If you don't have it, then where are you looking for it? I can promise you that when you look to the center of your life that Christ is not there, it's hard to see those things. And if he's not there this morning, if he's not that part of your life... I pray that you make a decision to make him the center of your life where everything that you do revolves around him, not the other way. And if there's anybody here this morning that don't have Christ in the center of life, man, it's a wonderful, wonderful time to make that decision. 
a wonderful time to make that decision. If you want to come to this altar and pray, I can't think of a more beautiful place in the world than to pray right here. Man, I am so thankful that I've got a Savior that I can look to when I need to see hope, when I need to see love, peace, and joy, that I can rely on His strength, not my own. Let me pray. Heavenly Father, thank you so much for for sending your Son to save us. Lord, thank you for uh, the opportunity to be here this morning, Lord, and to worship you. Lord, I just pray that everyone here and everyone that may be listening online, Lord, that they, they place Christ in the center of their life, Lord, where they can see that love, hope, peace, and joy that only comes from a relationship with you. In Jesus' name, amen.